Hey teachers, Sarah here with an update on a quick how-to from the original almost 90 episodes ago about student emails to their parents. So what is it? It's a strategy that I saw on Instagram, I guess maybe three years ago, two years ago, something of that nature, where a teacher wrote a template of an email up on the board, a template of an email that maybe they would have sent to each of their students' parents on their own, but they had their students write the email, the personal email, to their parents, and then the students sent it. So basically, it was a way to get a personalized, very detailed email to every single parent, guardian, family member in a very short amount of time. And that intrigued me because at the time, I was trying to be as communicative as possible with my parents and family members of my students, but it was taking hours (laughs) to get those things done because you know, you're emailing the positive notes and those are written differently than the students who are missing assignments, which are different than the students who need some extra tutoring, which is different than the students who haven't turned in anything. So being, you know, trying to be detail-oriented, trying to, to do what we want to do as teachers to share this information, there was finally a simple solution to that problem that we have. So like I said, a couple years ago, I started doing this and it has changed the way I communicate with, with my parents and with my family members. And it helps teach a skill that is very valuable for our students as they are going through the education process. So that's kind of the what. I'll tell you how in a minute. But first, let's talk about the why. Like, why is this important? important. Number one is positive communication. I know for the first handful of years of my teaching, like parent communication went to the wayside. It was, I'm just trying to teach. I am trying to be a day above the students. Like parent communication was only there for negative communication. Your kid is failing. Your kid is going to fail. They're not going to get credit for the class. And that just doesn't feel good, right? It's like not the most exciting thing. And then, you know, having those phone calls and it was really scary as a, as a young teacher. So I was living in the world of being scared of parent and family communication because it was always negative. This strategy helps One, communication be like normal. It happens every week. It's not something that is out of the blue. And it helps us share the positive things that are happening because there might be students who never get an email home from their teachers because their kid has 100 in class and is always doing the right thing. And unless you're sending like um, good news notes home or something like that, their parents might never know like how well they're doing in class. So it helps create that positive communication and it helps you as a teacher feel like communication is positive and not just negative, which is such a great the reason why this strategy works. And number two is predictability. 
I know that consistency is a problem um, in my teaching career of being consistent of, oh yeah, I'm going to send an email every week or I'm going to send an email every other week or make a newsletter monthly or do all these things. And I was not very consistent. And then with this strategy, I was able to make a consistent commitment to have a predictable email sent every single Friday from every student to their parents. And something else I do is I send an email on Thursday to all the parents just to to make sure that even if a kid doesn't send it, they got something, um, but not the personalized. Mine is just like, here's what's happening in class, bada bing, bada boom, very short and sweet. And then the student has the, this is my grade in class, this is what I did on my project, this is how many missing assignments I have is the more detailed one, but the predictability is great. Like I know Fridays are SAE folder checks. If you haven't tried SAE folder checks, shout out to Jacqueline Bond on that one. We do our SAE folder checks and we do our emails and then we either take a quiz or we review and we continue on with content. It probably takes about 30 minutes of class to get that stuff done. So you know the what, you know the how, uh, the why, here is the how. So in my classroom, what I have done is I've used my projector, I've used my whiteboard, and I've used my LMS. So what I do is I create a template weekly, and the template is going to have a greeting, a summary of what happened in class, a grade update, important date updates, and a thank you. So it might look something like, hey, fill in the blank, or hi mom or whatever they want to say and the summary would be like this week in intro to ag science class we did inquiry week my favorite activity of this week was blank that's the summary and then it's the grade update i currently have a blank percent in class and i'm missing blank assignments that's the grade update and then at the last part it might say like we are um, 13 days away from the end of term three which means the last day to turn in any work is Friday the 14th. And then I'll say, thank you for your support. Sign the student's name. So I create a template. I put it on, project it on my board as well as post it on my LMS. And then sometimes if technology is not working, I'll write it up on the board. And students come into class, they take the template, they write their email, and they send it to their parent, guardian, family member, the person who supports them throughout their career, and yes, their student career. I've also had students who don't have a relationship with family members, and they send it to a trusted teacher at school or a counselor, and that has worked out well for us as well. So they send it to them, and then they also send it to me. And I've been at two different schools where one school students are allowed to send emails from their school email, and one school that does not allow students to send emails outside of the district. So making sure you know which one you are so you can you know, mitigate the, those issues. If you're at a school where the kids cannot send emails out from their school email, they can use their personal email. If that also doesn't work and they don't have a personal email, I have allowed this year for students to text their 
their family members. Um, and in that situation, they do not send the email or text to me. They just come up and show me the text that they send. And it's actually really cute because they'll send it and usually there'll be a response pretty quickly from the parent that says like, oh my gosh, great job, smiley face, thumbs up emoji, something of that nature. So I'm able to see the conversations that the kids are having with their parents, which is so cute. So I had a question on Instagram from someone who said, well, I love this idea, but I have students whose parents don't have emails or their parents do not have email access. Totally understand. I also want to make sure that what I'm doing is of value. A way that you can get around this is by having a student write the update on a piece of paper and taking it home if technology is just not in their wheelhouse. You could also use the strategy I just said about texting and having the kids text to their parents. So, you know, whatever works for the students. I have some students who have that issue where their parents don't check their email, so we immediately go to text. I haven't had to have the writing, but that would be easy to send home. That stuff, you know, they do in elementary school, but to be honest, teachers in high school, teachers in middle school, we all need to be having that communication with our with the stakeholders in our students' education. And whether it's paper, text, or email, it is going to be great. So try that out if you um, have parents who don't have emails. And Abby Brown also shared something that she did which helped her obtain those good emails because, you know, sometimes emails that go to the school system aren't necessarily accurate. She used this at the beginning of the school year to gather family emails. Um, she sent an email, all the kids sent an email, and um, that's how she found out which are the emails that the parents actually check, and she was able to have a record of that. Um, so when she needed to communicate one-on-one -on -one with a parent, she had the correct email. So here's some quick advice before I wrap up, um, just from someone who's been doing it for a long time. Number one is have this as a routine. Don't do it as a one-off, like, oh, we'll do it this time. Like, tell yourself, you know, I want to try this out. I'm going to do it once a month, or I'm going to do it uh, once every week. I got into the routine of every Friday. That is what we do. Did I start doing that? Absolutely not. Um, I started very slowly and I was probably inconsistent. So ask yourself, what do I have the capacity to do? And if the capacity is once a month, that is incredible, okay? That is fine. If you wanna do it once a day, that's probably obsessive, but hey, that is, that is you. So have some type of routine around it. Um, my routine is I send an email to parents via the LMS um, on Thursday, and then the students send their grade update email on Friday. And something else that goes along with this is sending those expectations from you as the teacher before the kids send their first email. So I've had some students who are like, Ms. Nurswick, this is stupid. Like, my parents are going to be like, what the heck is happening? And guess what? You have to teach them that this is a good thing. Communication is key. Transparency is key right now. And being like telling them that this is something that's going to help you in the long run because you're being upfront, you are being honest, you your parents know exactly what's going on and there are going to be there's going to be predictability in your grades and what's coming out on your report card because you're being so open and honest with this weekly with your parents. 
Now, family members might be a little confused when they get that first text and email, so it's important to make sure you send an like, expectation email prior to the first week of school I send out, and it's on my syllabus that like, hey, just letting you know, you'll be getting emails or texts from your student weekly with a grade update. This is just a strategy we use so the kids are, are paying attention to their grades, they see what they're missing, and they're also communicating that with you. So make sure you have the routines and you also send those expectations to the parents just so they're not blindsided by an email or a text from their students. And the more you do it, the more consistent you are, the more predictable those grades are going to be, the more positive communication you're going to be able to have with your um, family members and your students. And it is one of those things that has completely flipped in my teaching career from being so scared to send those emails and so scared to have that communication to it's just something I do almost like attendance. It's like, it's just something we do every week. I got to turn in a lesson plan. I got to do attendance. I have parent emails to send with my students. And that is pretty freeing um, to have that, that positive relationship with communication because I know that it's not always the easiest thing, but this is a way that you can become more comfortable with it. If you have any other thoughts, feel free to send them to the Green and Growing EDU Instagram, and we'll make sure to wrap this up and share any awesome ideas that you all have. Best of luck as you try out this new Green and Growing quick how-to.